All right. Black History Month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's up? So do you guys feel uh, a lot more special now that it's Black History Month? No, I always feel special. I mean, it's special to be black. So, like, I don't know why you're saying you have special. to be more special. <laughs> special to be black. Yeah, bro. Like, Black History Month, you always got to rap. Black, it's not Black History Month. It's Black History Year every single year. <laughs> yeah. Second that, for sure. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Like, the only time I actually experienced this Black History Month was when I came to, like, Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Back in Africa, it's always Black History. <laughs> Except for when the teachers stop in, like, the white schools. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I mean... Yeah, no. And see, in Africa, every day is Black History Month. It is. So. No, but in Africa, every day is just history. Like, you know, I mean, I didn't know I was black until I came here. <laughs> Wait, that's you very, you that's actually very true. Very, very true. It's just everybody's the same. So you're just like, what's up? And then you come here and they're like, Wait, so you're, you're different. You didn't see any white people in Nigeria? I mean, I saw white people, but I didn't know I was black. You know oh, like mean? black, yeah. Right. Like you're, yeah. You don't have that whole like, oh my god, I'm black. Yeah, you're just, you're just like when you're in Africa, you're just like a person, right? And yeah. Then you come here and they start categorizing you like, mm-hmm. this is white, mm-hmm. this is yeah. Asian, Indian, yeah. black. Mm-hmm. Then, then people start feeling awkward when they're like eating watermelon around you or like you know, <laughs> you know how, like low key fucking with my white friends sometimes. Yeah. They always get so extra when I say I don't like watermelon because mm. it kind of fucks with the ideal stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it'd be like, but you're supposed to like watermelon. I'm like, why? Why am I supposed to like watermelon? <laughs> you're supposed to like watermelon. <laughs> supposed to like chicken, bro. You know? Okay, I do love chicken, yeah, though, but like, like chicken's delicious. Yeah, get that grape juice. Grape juice is kind of overrated. Grape juice is overrated. Grape juice? Yeah. Yeah, I prefer orange. Apple juice. I prefer apple juice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even orange orange juice is pretty dope, too, though. I like orange I juice. feel like the problem is always, like, they look at North American, like, black American stereotypes, like African-American stereotypes, and they right. apply it to every single black person to see. That's true. Yeah. That's true. People do that, too. Um, oh, we do have our own stereotypes, Africans. You know? Yeah, that's true. You speak really good English. You speak yeah. really good English, you know? It's the official language. <laughs> <laughs> like, Loki, I feel like they expect us to have, like, the most African accent ever. yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that kind of happens too. And then um, I've slowly been inching into the whole, like, uh, being comfortable with, you know, your own, like, nappy hair and stuff too. Dude, I'm proud of my nappy yeah, hair. Yeah, I just decided to just grow my hair out now. Just, like, just don't care. You no, know? that's a weird thing, though. Like, Loki, I, I don't think that I actually understand the difference between our hair being uncombed and it just being curly. Yes, that's, I agree with that too. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend out there. She knows who she is. You know, she <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, know you know who you are. Why you say um, a name to expose her? No, let's let's just say <laughs> let's just say the name sa- it rhymes with grade. You know. Oh, oh I yeah. know it's good. <laughs> yeah, we already know. Um, we already know who it is. Yeah, where like she legit didn't know the difference between like someone like a black person who had their hair combed and like just left it. Like just yeah, just going wild. It just she couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, I I don't think they noticed. Like I think the the reason why we comb our hair is just to satisfy other black people mm-hmm. no not even other black people to satisfy black parents and it's kind of changing now because like we're rocking like more curly hair right you know, yeah. twists mm-hmm. cornrows all that stuff like yeah some of the stuff i do with my hair now if i tried that like five ten years ago i've been beaten by my mother <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean that's also another thing too like would you, like thinking back to like your upbringing right would you say like beatings were the way to go <laughs> like honestly probably not like, how do you feel about that now um you know? 
I, I remember this one time I saw this like tweet right or like it was already post mm-hmm. and I remember they were arguing they're like oh black people were like oh you know what I was beaten by my, by my parents mm-hmm. and I turned out to be a well balanced functioning adult right? right I can't wait until I beat my kids yeah. <laughs> and when you think about it like that it's like no not really you that's not how it should work yeah and like the thing is like I know my, my parents don't like didn't abuse me right right it's kind of like they believed in corporal punishment and mm-hmm. like now they know better right yeah. right because like that's kind of like how the world works like mm-hmm. you did something and then someone's like hey that's not how it works you get right. better right and like times change too right times so, like, change now people it's not get as better common. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so like I I don't think beating is the way to go for disciplining your kids right you right. should still discipline your kids right mm-hmm. but beating is not a solution yeah kind yeah. of also tends to increase like you know the whole the whole like aggressiveness aspect of things and just yeah. you know passing violence into violence and more violence right so yeah that's right and then working on that too yeah okay cool yeah. cool 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 see like the best solution for me is like when i want to discipline my kids right i'll use the threat of sending them back to africa the th- <laughs> <laughs> like you all think it's a joke my parents used to fed like i'll send oh, you yeah. to the village <laughs> <laughs> oh, like let's see how you survive without yeah. running water <laughs> see and then your kids just straight up go no I'm coming to America <laughs> you're terrible for that idea <laughs> that is so terrible what you send them back to Africa and they're like no I'm coming to America you're lucky there's no Michael here to cut you off this time <laughs> alright let's start the show Welcome to Northern Critic. I'm your co-host Sam Shinobi. Uchi Samwaka. Dikbo Daramola. Yeah, that's our guest. That's our guest. You know. He kind of jumped the gun. He <laughs> no, he did. Like you know, he, he jumped. Did. He jumped right in. You know. Yeah. yeah. We have no Michael this week. He's been busy. Michael. Yeah. I'll he, say what he's doing, but like I feel he was, like he would be mad if I violated his privacy. He was dodging our Black History Month. <laughs> you say that like <laughs> wait. You say that like Michael is not one of the squad. Like, no, Ma- Michael is. Ma- Michael's Michael, invited to the barbecue. Michael can come for the barbecue. He's allowed. Yeah. <laughs> like he's cool. I know. I like no. No, I'm just messing with you, Michael. If you're listening to this, we love you. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Today we actually no. Let's you know. Let's let our guest you know tell us about himself. What, what you up to, man? You know, not much. Just working, you know, yeah. getting that bread. <laughs> getting that bread. You know, <laughs> watching <laughs> movies. Yeah. Listening getting, to your podcast. Yeah. You're pretty good. Getting that bread oh, on, thanks, on Black History Month. <laughs> yeah, of course. All the months. <laughs> if only they gave us raises during Black History Month, you know. I want to raise all the time, not just during one month of the <laughs> just year. <doing> one month. <laughs> Yo, like, look, you think about it. Why is my rent the same amount in February? <laughs> February is the shortest <laughs> month of the year. Why is my rent the same amount? It should be a little cheaper. Yeah. A little <laughs> How much cheaper are we talking here? I don't know, like 10% two days, cheaper? Yeah. yeah, two days cheaper. Two days cheaper. Or like one day cheaper for two this year. Two days cheaper. Isn't that like maybe 30 bucks? I could do stuff with 30 bucks. 30 bucks, bucks yeah. is 30 bucks. Pizza. Yeah, that's true. Sure, that's know. true. That's true. A crate of beers. Yeah. Yeah. You get a pack of beers for that too. That's I don't fair. know how many movies you can watch. 
three months Netflix subscription. No, Netflix is expensive. Netflix is like fourteen a month. <laughs> I think it's sixteen now even. No, that's for like the four K option. Oh, like yeah. four screens. I'm out here sharing my Netflix with my brother. It's like two of us. <laughs> We're like, guide, bro. I don't have a four K TV. You don't have a four K TV. Oh we God. don't need four K Netflix. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Northern Critic is a film review podcast which looks at popular audience hosts. Handpicked films based on plot, cinematography, casting, and style. All the review points are solely based off the opinions of us, well, our opinions as your hosts, and our guests on the show, like Depot over here. So, um, overall, this is just a general critique of the films that we review. Um, and today, for Black History Month, we are reviewing Coming to America. Well, why did you say it weird? This is, that's, that's Fez from... Uh, that 70s show welcome to yeah. Am- america oh okay <laughs> we're coming to america <laughs> coming to america hey loki if, if like this movie came out now you have um charges can be knows this is america yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just lifting up. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah no this movie came out june the 26th of 1988 Whew. that's a long, a long time t- yeah it's a long time ago and then the second one comes out august Seventh of this year. Oh, is this year? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good thing. Yeah. So they make they're making a sequel for this year. I don't know how that's going to pan out, but we'll see. Just for all our Nigerian folks who are listening, we got Davido in that movie. Oh, really? I'm pretty psyched to see what he's going to do. He's right? actually in that movie. He's going to be in the movie. I think he's just going to be, you know, maybe he throws a concert or something. <laughs> <laughs> a random concert in the middle of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually gonna be legit though. <laughs> wait, you wait, know so I'm gonna blow up the theater and see him. Devito. Yeah. <laughs> so random Devito in the movie, so it's gonna turn into a Nigerian movie. So you know, Loki, we need that like random witchcraft music, oh lightning. That. <laughs> 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 Every oh single person who's watched Nigerian movie knows what I'm talking about. That's oh, oh my yeah. god, just Nigerian movies. You know what? Netflix has been hopping on some Nigerian movies. We lately, should do a Nigerian so. movie on the podcast next time. <laughs> we could. We could, <laughs> we could do a Nigerian movie. <laughs> there's there's some solid ones. Um, there's the one with uh, Genevieve, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. Lionheart. Lionheart, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is Beast of No Nation, is that classified as a Nigerian movie? No, that's probably no. like American Because it was a Nigerian writer, right? No. no. It has to have like Nigerian directors. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that makes actors. sense. Yeah. It has to have random witchcraft. Okay, not every Nigerian movie has witchcraft. <laughs> random witchcraft. But, no, but you know what every Nigerian movie has? A random house party. That's true. Yes. That's very true. <laughs> yes. That's <laughs> actually very true. Every Nigerian movie. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, Nigerian movies has got that shit unlocked, bro. <laughs> oh, just the house parties. I mean, the house parties get down, though. So, true. you know, you know enjoying yourself. Um, this movie was directed by John Landis. He also directed uh, Twilight Zone. He directed Barbershop. Was it? No. Well, not Barbershop. Sorry. Um, uh, he helped co-produce Spider-Man 2. He did have. He did co-produce Barbershop as well, though. Oh, okay. I think about it. Um, yeah. And then he did Beverly Hills Cop with Eddie Murphy. Which too. is actually a really good movie as well. Yeah, exactly. So we'll get kind of mad at them watch Baby Hill Cops until recently. Oh, such a good movie. Such a pretty good. Yeah. The budget for this movie in nineteen eighty eight was twenty eight million. And guess how much money it made back? How much? Two hundred and eighty eight million. That's very impressive for that's like nineteen eighty like, yeah. money. That's like more than five times the initial. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> impressive for nineteen eighties money. So much money. 
However, it is a 67% on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> um, versus an audience score of 94%. Them critics are just haters sometimes. <laughs> you just have to be honest. Like, I feel like it's one of those movies where it's... Oh, I don't even know how to describe it. Maybe I can see why some critics wouldn't have liked it, mm-hmm. but then they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it is one of those movies that it's more like for the audience to enjoy right. and love, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was very interesting to actually see that. Um, the cast of it, well, it had like a it had a solid cast, actually. Uh, it had Eddie Murphy playing like maybe five to six characters almost. He played Prince Akeem. He played Randy Watson, the Reverend. Um, uh, he played like two people in the barbershop. Yeah. You know? you know, I met Mr. Martin King. I looked up. I said, Mr. King. <laughs> but, um, it has Arsenio Hall playing Semi as well um has james earl jones as king jaffe jofer james earl jones is always made to be king bro. Yeah. <laughs> um it has um john amos as cleo mcdowell you know totally in no way related to mcdonald's by the way they had they have nothing in common um samuel l jackson as a random bank robber he was actually bank robber number no, no, he he. So he was put down as hold up man. That's that was that was his like his part in the movie, like in the credits. Hold up man, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson, which I thought was pretty cool because now he's like you know Nick Fury. Um, and then it has Eric LaSalle as Daryl, um, the heir to the Soul Glow Empire, um, and Sherry Head- Headley as Lisa McDowell. So, although I haven't seen her in a bunch of things after that, though. After coming yeah, to the cast, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the premise of this movie is: on his twenty-first birthday, an African prince, Prince Akeem, has to marry a woman he has never seen before. Um, determined to break tradition, he goes to America to look for a woman he can love and truly respect. Um, even the premise just sounds hilarious. <laughs> Because apparently <laughs> you have to go to America to find a woman you can respect. I don't know. I mean, uh, apparently you can't find women you can respect in Africa. Oh, my God. Like, that seems <laughs> weird. <laughs> that seems like such a weird thing for this movie to say. Very weird. I don't know. And I'm Loki questioning this. <laughs> Loki questioning the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a very weird thing to say. It's like, none of these African women are respectable. I must yeah. go to America. <laughs> no, but I, America. I noticed that from the beginning because I saw it, you know, the whole royal, and I'm like, they're dressed pretty Western. Yeah, they are. Right. Like, you guys are royalty. You should be, you know, dressed very like African, African, yeah. you know, like African royalty. Mm-hmm. I think it also plays to into the fact that the people who made this movie are like also from like America. No, right? like so, Americans, yeah. right? So, so they've already they're kind of taking a westernized like approach to so like a very western view of representing like africa. africa yeah and the thing is like it's also the way africa was like viewed in the 1980s mm-hmm. right true yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and also you know they're doing it for american markets right so yeah, I guess yeah so. Exactly. still have the funny enough other than this movie the other two um black centric movies that are like comedies that have actually dominated were dolomite recently which is fair enough dolomite was pretty good uh-huh. and the second one was girls trip actually I feel Which like that one was ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Was that the one with the whole melon thing? Yeah, yeah. that's the one with uh, Tiffany Haddish, yeah. Jada Pickett Smith, <laughs> Regina Hall. 
So like black comedies are they're they're getting there. Like I think even right now. Black comedies have always been like they have always been like loved by like the black community, right? Right. It's just like the wider community hasn't really like watched them. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Oh, Girl Strip was amazing. I really liked it. Um <laughs> so yeah, initial thoughts. Um, I guess Uchi will start with you on coming to America. Coming to America. Yeah. All right. To America. <laughs> So, as I always say, my opinion is right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, uh, coming to America, I feel like I'm going to truly look at this movie with a lot of bias and unfairness because I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I really love this I movie. I feel like all of us in this room love this movie. Yeah, so. it's like, it's not a perfect movie. There's actually a lot of flaws and a lot of things I don't agree with in this movie and a lot of stuff I bring up later on right. mm-hmm. but like I got that nostalgia glasses on like I'm like yo I love this movie mm-hmm. now I've watched this movie probably six or seven times yeah even my last watching was like over Christmas break right right me my cousins my uncle my little brother we just like sat around and watched this movie you know had a good time mm-hmm. so it's like really unfair. I'm gonna love this movie he's gonna love this movie regardless yeah okay uh, Deepo I mean it's a solid movie I like the general premise Mm-hmm. You know, I do like the whole aspect of a guy that, you know, a prince can get whatever he wants, mm. wants to go for a woman with more, you know, of her own mind. Right. Yeah. I like the acting. I like the comedic timing. I mean, Eddie Murphy, so. Yeah, Eddie Murphy's it's, pretty good. like what you were saying. It's got that nostalgia factor that can never be beaten. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so you keep watching it until you're like 70. You just keep watching <laughs> until it. 70. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, yeah, I really liked it too. I, um, I really bonded with like the, the airport scene where, uh, Semi talks about how, um, they wanted someone else to, uh, to take their luggages out of the taxi. And he's like, Semi, listen, we are just African students. <laughs> and I was like, that was hilarious when he said that. Cause they it's show African up with, students. they show up with like 20 something <laughs> luggages. And he's like, listen, we are just African students. <laughs> so, so I thought that was pretty funny because that kind of reminded me of like when I first came being a student here and like I didn't have up to 24. <laughs> no, but some students be flexing like that. Yeah, that's true. When I first came to Canada, there was this guy that came and he, his father was like a banker. Mm-hmm. And this dude flexed. <laughs> you know, Loki, like, flex, flex. Like, low. straight up Grandmaster Flex. Grandmaster he flex. was just spending money anyhow. Oh. So some students are like that. I guess, I guess so. True. Some some students are Loki, rich Nigerian princes. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, that's true. Some people are. Some people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah, so basically the... You know, it kind of starts out with like him, kind of getting tired of his whole life as like an like an African prince, right? Mm-hmm. He he can't use the bathroom himself. He has people who like give him like baths. I um, feel like Loki that would be tired at like the age of twenty one though, like twenty one is year old, and then like someone's trying to give you a bath. I'd be like, no. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. Get away from me. <laughs> but I mean. It was like three women giving yeah, him a bath. Know, it's so. not a special normal bath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I feel like because it's not the word bath, right? But it's normal for him. Like nothing. It's else It's normal happens. for him. Yeah, that's true. It's probably just like, eh. And then you get that creepy vibe from James Earl Jones too, when he's like, "I've also experimented with my bathers." And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, all right, buff. <laughs> all right. <laughs> like. <laughs> 
cool. That was his reaction to it. He was like, I too, son, have experimented with my bathers. <laughs> it's like he says it so stoically, too. I, um, I look, you feel like Hakeem has never experimented with like his bathers. <laughs> no, I feel like he has. Maybe. He, Maybe. he, he probably has, to be honest. Uh, I think so. Like the way Hakeem seems to be presented in this movie is like that innocent, pure, go lucky. I just want the one woman of my life kind right. of a lo- so. prince, you know? Because then he, like, even the dinner scene, too, where, like, there's a long table. Oh, it wasn't dinner. It was breakfast. It was breakfast. Yeah. It was, like, a long table. His parents are, like, on one side of the table, and he's, like, all the way at the end of the hallway on the other side. And then they communicate using, like, those, like, weird, like, walkie-talkie table things. Yo, Loki, why is it, like, every single... Okay, it's not they stopped doing it recently, but like those right. old movies always had to have some long ass dinner table and yeah. then the family be sitting on the opposite sides. That was always a thing. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because like yeah. I understand like if it's like a din like when it's a dinner and an event, right, and you have right. like so many guests, right? It mm-hmm. makes sense. But if it's just like four people. Yeah, why do you have to be sitting at like an opposite end? I think that was just like the cinema like the cinema style of those times where like you have like a lateral view of like both people on opposite sides of the table or something i guess so i just find it weird man yeah because it seems so because if you think back to even like the simple movies like inglorious bastards for instance right and you have like the the scene with him like with the gun underneath the table and Mm. stuff so like that was like a style for back then i'd imagine yeah i guess so yeah i don't know but yeah so there was that too and then um uh, you know, he looks sad and his mom is kind of like, oh, what's what's going on with the Kim? Um, and then <laughs> James Earl Jones goes again, I am more than the exalted ruler of these <laughs> lands and master of all I survey. <laughs> I am also a concerned dad. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> you didn't have to say that. I mean, he had to let them know, no. bro. <laughs> you have to constantly let them know. You, you know, don't want no rebellions. Oh, yeah, you gotta always goodness. be flexing on them hoes. Likes on everybody. I just the fact he added and master of all I survey. I was like, okay, like come on, really. Yo, flex on everybody. <laughs> what? Let them all know. Uh so and then Akeem gets up to get closer to his parents and he's like, you know, wait, and then rose bears, and then the rose bears come and like and then walking behind tossing they throw, roses. They throw roses <laughs> in front so he can walk on the roses. Um and and that's then, like so extra I kinda like that. That's really extra. Uh and then he complains about like not wanting that anymore like wanting those rose like to walk on rose petals and then he goes you know anyone who throws rose petals at my son's feet will answer to me <laughs> and then all the rose bearers like take a step back away <laughs> like step back like get worried oh man that's so that's the comedy of this movie just starts um I, yeah i feel like Loki. it's like the idea of like the rich kind of being like I don't want to say disillusioned, but maybe like the idea that money doesn't truly buy happiness. Right. And let's let's keep in mind how like iconic this movie was because this was 1988 and like the whole the concept to like Western society of like Africans being like this extravagantly rich like wasn't really a thing back then, right? So like back then it was kind of like people watching it being like, oh my god, like do people like this live like do, do people really live like this in Africa like so rich, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, like people did, right? People still do. Yeah. People still do. And like, <laughs> I guess this is like a bit too deep of a topic to bring up in this podcast, <laughs> but I'll bring it up because then, like, people who were that rich were usually the ruling class, right? Right. So, like, 
in this case it's a king right mm-hmm. but then you also got like presidents politicians yeah and then then you have to bring up this idea of like corruption right and stuff like that too yeah because so. like how are they this absurdly rich mm-hmm. while other people are like struggling struggling right right you know yeah it's like different political <laughs> things going on it's just crazy um but yeah so there's that too um arsenio hall playing semi was also he was pretty good comic relief as well because he was great he comes in in and you know he's like i was just talking to my mother this morning about how beautiful and lovely the queen is and like akeem's mom's just like don't you have somewhere to be (laughs) so it's like so clearly he's like the shit talker (laughs) so wait wait, is semi like akeem's servant or he's like he's like his servant slash best friend kind of well i wouldn't say it i don't think he's like his servant you know when you have a family like a royal family and there's yeah. the head royal family it was oh yeah so he might have been families. like a cousin or something yeah like a noble yeah. right yeah so where their only job is to support like the, the head royal family, family. yeah because that's, like, that's true that's true and akima are so different right but they were yeah but they were like almost inseparable too yeah they yeah. always hung out together and Sammy also like did do a lot of <laughs> not, I would say fucked up shit did a lot of shit like I kind of annoyed Akeem yeah. throughout the movie but he also had Akeem's back like when when times got stressful right he did right so, so like that's why I'm kind of like wondering how they actually met and became friends right because like seems so different but still like such a good friend <laughs> yeah because then they do the whole like fighting with sticks thing and then um, sweat uh, from a monkey's ass, yeah. a baboon's <laughs> ass. Sweat from a baboon's balls. <laughs> yeah. Balls, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So he's like, so you say you can have any woman in the kingdom, but oh, you'd yeah. rather have a woman who has an opinion. <laughs> yeah, that and I was like, so sexist. I was like, I mean, <laughs> I I would hope you want a woman with an opinion. It's so <laughs> sexist. <laughs> like wow. Oh, <laughs> And then, you know, Akeem goes, only dogs were made to obey, you know, like a woman should, you know, be, you know, smart, intelligent or whatever. Um, Yeah. And then basically, Semi goes, no, like the only thing that's important is that she's pretty, you know, she got big boobs, whatever. Um, And Akeem was, (laughs) this line was actually pretty funny. So he's like, so you would rather be in love with a beautiful fool? (laughs) And that that hit hard because, you know, like, what do you, would you guys date someone? (laughs) <laughs> Who's a dumbass? You couldn't have a conversation with. <laughs> but I, I do like the line that um, uh, Semi said afterwards, mm-hmm. and he said that's the way it's always been yeah, with tradition. powerful men. Yeah, and it's very true. You know, if you look at most powerful men mm-hmm. in a way, you, you always hear that story of how they came up. If they came up, right, they came up with like a you know chick that was like ride or die, mm-hmm. and then they hit it. Right, and then it's the next Instagram model or somebody. Like that. <laughs> that one was just like pretty, right? Yeah. It felt so. like someone was there from the beginning, like ride or die, right? But like honestly, I would, I do not want to date someone who's just like pretty, like no opinion, bruh, <laughs> no opinion, nothing like that. I would hate it. Like imagine how dry those conversations would be. That's true, though. Like it get old really fast. Yeah, really or like fast. and like it even shows that too, because you know they do. When he meets, like, whoever he's supposed to, like, you know, like m- marry, like, w- during the arranged ceremony. The dancing in that was great, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, he takes her into a room and he's like, um, he wants to know about more about her as, like, a person. I'm just instead. here to serve you. Yeah, and he's like, okay, do you, do you have a favorite food? And she's like, Whatever yes. you like. Yeah, whatever, whatever favorite food you like. <laughs> and he's... <laughs> And he's, and then you know he, I think he's like, 
he's he he tries to like extend you know the boundaries of like okay how how was this person groomed or like kind of raised to only like the things i like because to him it almost seems impossible that someone could be like that right and then he goes you know bark like a dog and she starts starts barking barking. yeah and i'm like oh this is so bad (laughs) i feel like you can look at this and be like why is it in like this society men are allowed to have more freedom than the women right like the women are just like raised to be a good housewife and do nothing else but right. serve the men mm-hmm. well because like even this is where like s- some aspects of the whole western ideal come into it right because like in a, like a lot of african tribes or whatever or, like culture like women some women had even more power than the men did mm-hmm. that's true you know that's like true. Um, so it's like it's not really accurate representation it's not an accurate of reason. what Africa is. One like, of the African tribes women. from back in Malawi yeah. is a matriarchal society. Mm-hmm. So it's the women that hold the property, the women who hold the right. Yeah, exactly. Like when people get married, it's a husband that goes to the woman's house. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, exactly. That's so. very different. So like this was like, I think it's also like one of the things I kind of didn't like about this movie mm-hmm. was, what, what was the name of the kingdom? Zamunda. Mm. Zamunda, right? Mm. Zamunda was just like this weird kind of mismatch of whatever looks cool for Africa society. Right. And like it kind of gives us some blanket statement of what Africa is. Right. Which but is not true. Yeah. Because especially the whole like, because I feel like the whole gender inequality thing, more often than not, it's like Western society, I would imagine. Didn't it, it still exists in no, like it's parts still, of yeah. Africa. No, right? it like does lots, exist. Lots of parts yeah, of Africa. Well, definitely. Right? But like it does vary between like country to country, tribe, and tribe to tribe, tribe yeah. and all that stuff, I would right? still say that even for Africa, it's still mostly the men. Yeah, like I mean, a lot of tribes are still very are different, but right. mostly the men. Pa- patriarchal society, yeah. a lot of tribes are still patriarchal, right? Right. Well, some tribes are more matriarchal, but like it's not the same across. And then when um, colonization happened, right. then came the the freedom movements across like the 60s and 70s where countries became independent, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of them did switch to a more patriarchal system System, where you have men in charge and women below, right? Well, yeah, because you're copying the systems of like your colonizers pretty much. So like we say all this stuff, right? But like these uh, matriarchal systems are like more ancient Mm -hmm. and only hold true for like small things now right like the example I gave was just for like the weddings right stuff like Mm -hmm. that it's still like in my we still have like a head of government that is still male male. yeah Yeah. everything is male right that makes sense I I guess I found that the only societies I don't know if you'll call them societies the only societies that still have this their whole are these tribes that have never been Mm-hmm. Like you know, colonized. Like there is the pygmy, the Aka pygmy tribe. Yeah, right. They are very egalitarian, except in one situation where it's still men, like in chiefs and everything. But right. everything else, duties, men take care of the women of the children just as much as the men. Right. Like if they were to go hunting, they would take the children along, and the women go hunting. The only difference is that in the you know heads of the chiefs, it's always the men. It's always the men that yeah. have oh. chief. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's one thing this movie does that's really kind of weird uh, in terms of that. Um, And then, you know, eventually he goes and has a talk with his dad and then, you know, says he wants to go to America under the pretense of uh, sowing his royal oats. Um, (laughs) I don't even know why they decided to go with that. It sounds very weird. I mean, it sounds better than I'm just going to go to America... You know, get a whole bunch of girls pregnant and then dip out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! And then you know, you, if you think about it, this guy was like seems like a bad idea to go to America and soil his royal oats, yeah. right? Because like lots of lawsuits and if we think about a movie that came out was it two years ago where we had someone with a legitimate claim to the throne <laughs> come back <laughs> kill some people then run a market what's up auntie <laughs> hey auntie <laughs> I feel like this idea of sowing the royal oats is terrible I'm, I'm your king now <laughs> oh my goodness that's true we did have that problem two years ago so. Uh, but yeah, no, that's pretty cool. And then um, him and Sammy basically like they rotate um, the globe, or or they randomly they rotate like a map of Africa, uh, sorry, of America, or whatever, just to you know find where wherever they wanted to go to in America. And they're like, where would one find like a woman befitting of being a queen, you know? And they go to Queens, <laughs> New York, to the find Queens, a New queen. York, to find a queen. Yeah. How <laughs> Yeah. Um, so they eventually fly there with a bunch of luggage, you know, and then they're just African students. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, um, and then they go to, like, the, you know, the a rundown neighborhood to, like, get, a, like, an apartment there for, for their stay. Because Akeem wants to, you know, he wants to pretend like he's just a regular person. He wants um, to pretend to be poor so that whoever falls in love with him loves him for him, not for his money. Not for his money, exactly. And, like, he's rich, rich. Like, you know, he's got, like, gold toothbrushes and, like, a gold, like, hair dryer. Like, everything's just so fancy. He's got his own money. He's his got his own money. His, his money. face is on his, his own money. On money. <laughs> so, oh, my God. That was pretty funny. Um, and then uh, they go to a bar where they meet, like, you know, multiple stereotypical, like, American... Uh, women in terms of like the 1980s I guess there was the one woman who didn't want to date anyone except he had a BMW Um, (laughs) um, there was another one who who like was trying to burn her hand with like a lighter I think she said she didn't feel pain or something like that yeah it was so weird Um, (laughs) and then there was actually one who was Arsenio Hall dressed as a woman who said he was going to eat him up and then he looks at Arsenio Hall and is like, and your friend too, <laughs> which is just so weird as well. So you have that whole like comedic, like speed dating kind of montage. And then they go to church for during Black Awareness Week. <laughs> and Eddie Murphy's also the reverend, which just, just at this part made me laugh so much. No, Eddie Murphy wasn't the reverend. There was a senior hall that was a reverend. Was it our senior hall? Yeah. Oh, I guess. Oh, Eddie Murphy was Randy w- was the senior. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so they swapped. Yeah. Sexual chocolate. <laughs> sexual. sexual chocolate. <laughs> the name of the singer in the church is sexual chocolate. <laughs> I mean, it first starts out with um, wait, you know, wait. the the beauty pageant wait, and the pastor. The beauty pageant and the yeah. pastor being weird, and then you got <laughs> sexy chocolate being the singer. Okay. Um. <laughs> I don't know when it was the last time you guys went uh, to like an African church, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, we, I grew up in I grew up going to African churches all the time. Yeah, but like, don't you ever find it weird that you be in church, right? And then like they'll be like, oh, uh, choir time or whatever, right? Right. And then like someone comes up, it's like, um, they'll be like, oh, the Lord works in mysterious ways, you right? Know, blah blah blah, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, they'll like one of these ways is through the auto music. And I'll take this one song, this circular song, and turn it like 
into a gospel song and talk about the love for God, right? Oh, yeah. like how you turn like popular music into mm-hmm. like Christian music, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I remember one time like they were doing. I think this girl did this song. Um, was it Umbrella? Yeah, it was Umbrella by Rihanna. Either Umbrella or Umbrella. Yeah, I think yeah. it was that one. I'm kidding. I don't think you can <laughs> sing that much unless we get copyrighted. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm pretty sure she did that, right? And all I remember thinking at the time was like, this kind of feels like the furthest song that you can use for to turn into a gospel song. Right. I don't know. I mean, it's just like a weird thing that we do in African churches where mm-hmm. we take like circular music and turn it into yeah, gospel because you're trying to get the kids. You're trying to get the kids, right? But like, <laughs> imagine if they try to turn some of the songs that kids listen to now. Right. Like, oh, um, what's the most popular song right now? The Box. <laughs> the Box? <laughs> <laughs> it I, might be Jesus opening a door, you know. Okay, no. I, I need at least something else similar. <laughs> you okay. mean like, um, Taste by Tiger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one, that one. I mean, like, you try it. Try to <laughs> taste into a gospel song. I mean, very imaginative person can try it. <laughs> I'm um, waiting for it. You could do, um... Uh, it's kind of hard. It's actually hard to think of a song you could. Okay, wait. Let me open my Spotify. Let me see the last song uh, I played. I'll try not to. Okay. You could do, you open could do Black Habits. D Smoke. That's not gonna work. That's not gonna give them some challenge here. Like some let's challenge. let's give them a song that's hard to do. A song that's hard to turn into a Christian song. There's so many that are so hard to do. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. There's Thought Box. <laughs> <laughs> you could do Thought Box. Um, you could do, I'm trying to think, what is there? You could do a booty with, uh, J-Lo. Oh, my life is good. Drake and Future. (laughs) Working too hard for the week is too much. (laughs) Going to church on Sunday is too much. Oh my God. (laughs) I need Jesus on my side. (laughs) I can't. I just, oh my God. The music video is just me with a Bible rubbing yet going to church is too much. (laughs) We got read all check out. Haven't, haven't done my offerings. I'm too turned up. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Then the the beat switches. Oh my god! Gonna have a random gospel cover in the background. Yeah, I can and it's just some guy that's speaking in tongues. Yeah, you don't understand what yeah, he's saying because it's, like, it's future. <laughs> oh my god! Just speaking in tongues. Oh. Well, we are all going to hell. Oh my goodness! Too tired to go to church. God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, oh, we got off track. Yeah, we have got off track. <laughs> Let's get back. It's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So yeah, so basically, they're at the church. The reverend was hilarious. Um, you know, he looks at like the women on stage who are like from a beauty pageant, and he's like, you know. If if looking at these women is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> you know, I have a weird thing for him to actually say though. <laughs> <laughs> he was so creepy. Oh my god! And then you know, he's like, we have our very own Randy Watson here to sing us a song. <laughs> you know? And then you know, he comes up. He's like, give it to give it up to my band who's gonna sing along with me. <laughs> Sexual chocolate. <laughs> This is a church band, guys, <laughs> called Sexual Chocolate. <laughs> and then they're done singing, and, like, no one claps. <laughs> the church is just quiet. And then the reverend's like, you know, give it up for Randy Watson. And then it's, like, two people clapping. <laughs> um, 
And then eventually uh, they bring out Lisa McDowell, who, well, the church, the whole Black Awareness Week was being um, supported by McDowell, uh, which is, you know, kind of a playoff of McDonald's, but we'll get to that. Um, And then, you know, they gave out burgers and coffee and whatnot at the Black Awareness Week at the church. Um, And then Lisa comes out to, you know, say a few words on Black Awareness, on the Black Awareness Week. And that's when, you know, um, Prince Akeem, or Eddie in this case, kind of has a thing for her because she gives this whole, like, inspiring speech about how, you know, the children are a future. And uh, they wanted to save, uh, I think, was it Rucker Park or something? They wanted to save a park uh, for the kids, you know, kind of one of these parks in the hood that, like, a lot of kids go into play at that the government was kind of taken down. So they needed money from all of the members of the church to donate and stuff. And then my man, Prince Akeem... (laughs) I swear, drops almost maybe ten grand. In, in, it was ten grand. What was like a grand? He dropped like no. That's, that's more. Money, that's more than a grand, man. He <laughs> dropped a lot. That was of a money. huge stack of cash he dropped in there. Yeah. And I'm imagining that's like hundred dollar bills. Yeah, they're all. Yeah, if they were all hundred dollar bills, that's easily five grand or closer to nine. He dropped something stupid. I'm yeah. Um, so he drops that in, and you know, then they give away the one address of McDowell's. Um, and you know, and then he remembers, and then Eddie and Arsenio go in the next day to apply to be um, busboys at the at the McDowell's, uh, and then <laughs> and then you know, Cleo McDowell, Mr. McDowell's kind of giving them the run low. You know, your job is to sweep here and clean here and whatever. And then there's this private investigator taking pictures of the McDonald's sign outside, well, the McDowell sign outside. <laughs> And he's like, get out of here. And he's like, me and the McDonald's people have a little bit of a problem. <laughs> he's like, you see, I'm McDowell's, and they're McDonald's. <laughs> they have the golden arches, and I have the golden arcs. They have the big Mac, and I have the big Mike. <laughs> Lucky this man just stay up ripped off my yeah. Like he, he didn't even try. It was not so even <laughs> a try, but he straight up ripped off McDonald's. Oh my goodness. So there was all that too. I, when you think about it, that's actually some really good pl- product placement by McDonald's though. It is. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. definitely it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty sure McDonald's probably like put in some money into the movie too. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um and yeah, no, so basically Akeem's job starts with him um, kind of mopping around, and then he mops by the office where Lisa is at in the McDonald's. And then he comes in. Okay, for those people listening, let us know, especially the women out there, let us know if this is a decent line for a dude to use on you, because I feel like this isn't a good line at all. But he comes in, and he's like, I am Akeem. He makes a statement that he is Akeem. And he says, I have been recently been put in charge of garbage. <laughs> do you have, do you have any garbage that requires disposal? <laughs> when you think of sanitation, when think you, of a king. When you, when you think of when you think of garbage, think of a king. <laughs> wow, I forgot how trash that language is. Oh Amen. That was hilarious. You oh. know what you see on everyone's status, right? <laughs> Men are trash. <laughs> yeah. So Hakeem is trash. <laughs> when, when, you, when you think of garbage, think of Hakeem. <laughs> uh, 
But he was such a lovable character, though, because he was so innocent, right? So I think he kind of worked to the fact that he w- was innocent and, like, he's the African student, so he doesn't right. know better. <laughs> mm. probably, oh she was probably God. looking like, oh, my gosh, English is not his first language. Yeah. He's just trying to communicate. <laughs> he wants to make a friend. Oh, my God. So that happened, and then... Um, after that, he sees um, Daryl come in. This is where we have the whole soul glow entrance. You know, you got this soul. <laughs> so he comes in. So soul glow basically is this empire that does um, hair products. They make they give you like the jerry curls, like the curly afro. Um, and the the show plays like a bunch of pranks on the whole product placement too, where like the whole family gets off a couch and the couch just has like oily patches everywhere. Um, but yeah, so no, Daryl, who is this heir to the Soul Glow fortune or whatever, is apparently dating Lisa. Um, so he comes in, um, and you know, he, uh, this is where Mr. McDowell kind of takes, <laughs> he takes a milkshake that belongs to one of his customers and just gives it to Daryl for no apparent reason. <laughs> um, and then, you know, then everyone else just gets hung up on uh, on Daryl. Well, everyone's looking at him because he's attracting attention. And then he goes in to talk to Lisa. And then, you know, Lisa's talking about how um, someone gave a very generous donation into, like, the offering basket the night before. And was it him? You know, and he's like, well, you know what I do, anything for the kids. And I was like, so you straight up just took credit for, <laughs> for like nine grand being dropped in the offering basket. But you know what? That's cool. That's fine. You, know, you, you can't trust you. this man. This guy, Jericho. He has Jericho. That's true. Can't trust nobody with Jericho's. <laughs> and then this is, we go into one of the best scenes, in my opinion. He goes to the barbershop. Um, and then uh, Eddie Murphy, who's also the barber there, talks about how uh, you know, he, he he like prefers natural hair because Eddie Murphy's like, can you make my hair look like that? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, what you want your hair to look like that for? I like your hair. It's natural. It's good. <laughs> you know? And he's like, you don't see anyone. You don't see Mister Mister Martin Luther King with no with no Jerry Curl. <laughs> and then you know Eddie Murphy's got no. Um, and you know he was like he was like yeah you know uh, I actually met Doctor Martin Luther King once. <laughs> And then everyone else in the barbershop was like, you've never met Dr. Martin Luther King. He's like, I swear to God, I met Mr. Martin Luther King. It was 1960. <laughs> and someone sucker punched me, and I fell to the ground. I looked up, and I said, Dr. King. <laughs> and then everyone in the barbershop was like, yeah, he's never met Dr. Martin Luther King. I thought that was funny. Um, and then, you know, basically, Eddie he, he talks to Akeem, and he's like, okay, so what do you want? And he's like, just make it nice and neat. And then he just cuts off like the one long strand of hair that's on, on the back. That's on the back of it. It's like all done. That'd be twenty dollars. <laughs> so, so that was that was it. Um, I mean, it was a rip off. But then it was definitely a rip off. It's like that question of like, um, it was like the nineteen eighties, and I guess like we nineteen eighties, nineties, two early two thousands, only recently, right. where we've kind of like started loving our nappy natural hair. hair yeah, you know? yeah, that's true, and that's I think that's mostly because of like just most of the famous black people now tend to have more natural hair. Yeah, because like there was that line that w- people used to always feed that oh you have black hair your hair is ugly right like that's not good looking hair right it's mm-hmm. so, like people will be self conscious to be like why can't I have like straight hair why can't my hair do this why can't my hair do that you right. know that kind of thing. To everybody walking around curling irons and stuff. Yeah, so like, low key, that that seems actually like really kind of important. Right. Like, love your nappy hair. 
You know, rock that shit. Rock that shit. <laughs> be nappy and proud. Be nappy and proud. <laughs> as long as you don't use those relaxers anymore. God, those relaxers are so that bad for your hair. Burns. Burn your That's hair. That's so bad for your hair. <laughs> Burn your hair off. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Honestly, with black hair, I've just noticed you just need to, con- like, not condition it, but, like, use conditioner. Like, keep it moist. That's a, that's such a wrong word to use, but you know. Shampoo, conditioner, find the right hair product yeah. for your yeah. right hair yeah. food. If you and if you're black and you live in Winnipeg, I'm sorry, you got to keep that shit covered up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The coat's so bad for don't hair. let don't yeah. let don't let your hair don't let your beautiful black hair dry up. You know, like you gotta gotta keep it keep it under like a toque or something, yeah. or a hat. You know, when you're outside, and then you when you get inside, you got to put a lot of oil. Yeah, a lot of oil, put some olive oil, you know, get up in there, use your fingers, you get into your hair. <laughs> I think the best <laughs> thing is, like, let's, let's figure out what works for your hair yeah, and, like, know. stick to it, right? Get that get that beautiful hair love in there, you know what I'm saying? Like, look, I used to use these, these like, that uh, shampoo and conditioner, um, heads and shoulders, right? Yeah. Oh, atrocious oh. for my hair. Oh, ah, oh. Atrocious. <laughs> used to mess up my hair so much, right? <laughs> Like I think I switched to olive oil, right. uh, shampoo, shampoo and conditioners. My hair's so mm-hmm. much better now. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, low key, take care of your hair. Like, don't listen to these <laughs> ads. Like those heads and shoulder ads. You got like some white girl there. Like my hair feels amazing now. Yeah. That's not you. Nah, yeah, yeah, that's not for you. Definitely that's not, not for you. Find yeah. find your hairstyle, bro. Yeah. Ask ask your homies. Ask yeah. your mom. Ask mm-hmm. your friends. Ask go get a haircut. Ask them like, yo, what should I do with my hair, bro? <laughs> also, Walmart. If you're listening to this, remember there's black people around too, okay? Oh, so that's where I get my hair stuff yeah, in Walmart. Yeah, a lot of hair. Yeah. Yeah, okay, black stuff I, whenever I'm there looking for like my Afro pit comb, it's always sold out. Okay, yeah, I've never time. had an Afro pit comb. Every okay. single time. <laughs> Here's the thing why I can't even have an Afro pit comb anymore. It always gets stolen. Yeah, I'm because so everyone mad. else is looking for Afro pit combs. They're, they always get sold out. And they're never around because they don't buy enough. They buy enough of the other types of combs, but never the Afro pit comb. So and then that shit gets so stolen. Yeah. So hard to find. But yeah. Um, so yeah. And then, you know, the movie continues. And then uh, Akeem and Akeem gets invited to a basketball game. Oh, uh, uh, No, it was a basketball game. Was it basketball? Yeah, it was basketball. Uh, with, um, with Lisa and Daryl and, like, Lisa's sister, the other McDowell daughter. Um, yeah. And then so they all go in to do that. Uh and then so Daryl starts being a dick. Straight <laughs> up. Because, <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, this is this must be different from how you y'all play in Africa. He even you asked know. him a question about clothes. Like, this is your first time wearing clothes? Oh, yeah, it must be a new experience for you wearing clothes. And I'm like, okay, like, dude, chill out. Like, <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> oh, my God. And then he's like, personally, I don't respect any sport that requires the use of yeah, hands. Yeah, he was trying too hard to be so con- so quote-unquote alpha. Yeah. He was trying yeah, so hard. Trying so hard. While Akeem was getting a hand job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. From, like, Lisa's sister. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I feel like this might be a good time to address this since we're, like, almost 40-something minutes in, right? Right. So I kind of low-key have a problem with, like, Lisa. What's Lisa's sister's name again? Um, Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Okay, I, see. I don't th- remember. There we go. Okay, yeah. why you look this up, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of have a low-key problem with the fact that it's not a problem, more like an observation, right? Right. Lisa is light skin, mm-hmm. and the sister, and sister is darker skin. Uh, I, yeah, I, I I I literally said while I was watching it too. I found the sister, in my opinion, much more attractive. But 
you know, that's just me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was that's that's a common thing too, where like the darker skinned person is like the bad guy. Bad person, the right? bad person. Yeah. So in this case Lisa's and then the sister was person is yeah. a good person. Mm-hmm. The good. So like Lisa's sister is portrayed as not as intelligent, yeah. more scandalous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Easier. Like easier. again. Doesn't yeah. have the virtue or she always the, always gets the good of man. the good person, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like where is it? Where is it? What's the sister's name? It was yeah, it was somewhere there. I can't remember. But like I know in inside of that too, they kinda of, they made her like very ghetto too, like very Yeah, trashy. she was very yeah. ghetto. While yeah. Lisa was like high class. Right. So and like I, yeah, spoke I did notice that. It spoke articulately. Yeah, that she did as well. This is kind of like one of the biggest things I did not like about this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Which was weird because the sister was actually more like oh. fun too. The, the other sister's name is Patricia. Patricia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So like, they never even said her name very often too. In the movie. Not, <laughs> but like that's the thing. Like it's like, oh, if you're not light skin, like it's kind of like that colorism d- debate that always goes around, right? Right. Like light skin versus dark skin, that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So like this movie kind of like. It's from the 80s, so it's also, like, right in the midst of it. It still happens today, right? Right. You know? I think it was, again, the whole, from the beginning, where it was, let's get someone black, but Western. Yes. Right. Like, Lisa is black. But Western. But Western black. In a way. Not even Western black. She's Western black until that she's also light-skinned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's what I mean. Like, they're trying to get someone that was still black, but can still play to the Western sensibilities. Yeah. You know, light skin, the way light she skin. talked, the yeah. values, the virtues, yeah. all that kind of stuff. She mm-hmm. she wants to save the park for the kids, right? Save the, yeah. While her sister's sister just like, just hey, I want to just have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm young, I want to have fun, which is not the bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. But like for this movie, it's like, hey, you have to beat this, right? Yeah. And, and then like, they also made her like act out too when like Akeem wasn't really interested in her. So she started being kind of like, you know, aggressive towards him later on, you know, like, we, we need more drink refills in here or whatever. Yeah, like, like, making it seem like... So she was, like, very salty about it, too. Uh, which so. is, like, kind of messed up, right? Yeah. Like, if you think about it, like, in this movie, there are probably three love interests, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Lisa, uh, Patricia, and the girl from Africa at the very beginning of the movie, At the right? very beginning, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two of them are dark skin, one of them is light skin. That's mm-hmm. true. That's yeah. very true. And then yeah. the dark skin ones are always portrayed as less intelligent. Right. Mm. Right. Or less like less coveted. Like less, less coveted. Less, less wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Like they are like the backup plants. Mm-hmm. And that's even that's even more like very prevalent even today. Too. It's, it's still like, very prevalent yeah, today, right? Today, right now. Like right now, like <laughs> I don't see Lupita on the cover of like you know all these like beauty magazines and stuff. Oh, like she's, she's been, been on, on a, a cover. She's been a on a couple. Yeah. But like it's it's not like. You know, like she's not like made into mainstream as much as like you know people like Zendaya or like um, Zazie Beats or like those kind mm. of those people those people it's, like it's yeah. just you know like you probably see Zendaya and Zazie Beats more than you see Lupita right now you know yeah like I, I'm I shouldn't play like the angel right I've cracked my whole light skin jokes right mm-hmm. but like I'm dark skin I can do that I can crack them like <laughs> light skin jokes sometimes but like right. they. There is a, a divide sometimes that yeah. should be there, mm-hmm. you know. And like either like, way, like it's like you know, I'm happy that like all black people are being, you know, more mainstream now. But it's just more, you know, just remembering to be memorable. Like when you're representing black people, you got to represent like all the different types and colors of black people, not just all the different types, making, colors, cultures as well. Cultures as well, exactly. Not just making one seem better than the other, because uh-huh. that just creates more of a divide. That makes sense, actually. 
agree with that. Um, yeah, no. And then, <laughs> and then you know, after all of that, uh, he uh, Daryl acts out or whatever. Um, they get back, and then Lisa wants to talk to um, Akeem for a minute at back at McDo- uh, McDowell's. I keep calling it McDonald's. Um, it's McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Samuel L. Jackson walks in <laughs> with the with the shotgun, trying to rob the McDowell's. Uh, <laughs> And then you know, you know, he's kind of like you know, anyone moves, I'll blow their fucking heads off. <laughs> Typical Samuel L. Jackson style. And then um, before this, Akeem quoted Nietzsche, I think, where he, he was did. like, <laughs> where um, Lisa was kind of asking him like, why she's never seen anyone take such pride in mopping the floor before. <laughs> and he's like, you know, for one to fly, he must l- first learn to walk. You know, one cannot simply fly into flying. And he's like, that's Nietzsche, you know. And then she's like, not a lot of guys come in here quoting Nietzsche, you know. Um, but anyways, so basically Samuel Jackson walks in, tries to rob the store uh, or rob the outlet, the restaurant, whatever. I don't know what you call McDonald's. Um, <laughs> and then Akeem takes the stick off of the mop and walks over to him. And he's like, you know, please refrain <laughs> from using any profanities and carry on. <laughs> with your day and no one will get hurt you know and then you know Samuel Jackson's like who the hell do you think you are you know? and he goes like I'm warning you I'd be forced to thrash you <laughs> and then you know he basically like swipes his leg and then like semi jumps over the counter grabs the gun and then like they basically just take him out and that's how both Sammy and Akeem become like heroes of McDowell right because they saved the store apparently they'd been hit by that guy like the same guy like five times so, so like, how do you get robbed by the same person five they got times? Robbed by, they got robbed by Samuel L. Jackson like five times, um, and then yeah, then the the story progresses more when they uh, when he invites Akeem and Semi over to be busboys at his house party, um, and then yeah, so you have a big house party, and then you know everyone has at it, and then eventually Daryl announces his. Um, engagement to Lisa without asking her for permission first. No, I didn't even ask her to get married. Yeah, he didn't even ask her to get married. Her dad actually announced it. He was like, they've decided to get married and Lisa happily accepted. And like, (laughs) Lisa's face is like, uh, excuse me. (laughs) Isn't it kind of ironic? Like, not ironic. This is like the exact same thing that happened with Akeem. With Akeem, yeah, exactly. It's like being forced into marriage. Mm -hmm. Which is, that's, that's a very common, like even now, that's a very common thing with like African not really no well not forcing you to get married to someone but like the whole idea of like you have to get married though right okay, the expectations of marriage the is still there right yeah. but like it's not like people force you to get married right that's you know true I mean? that's true cause like Akeem was expected to get married Lisa's expected to get married right mm-hmm. but I don't know how it is like in other African countries I can just see from my experience right mm-hmm. in Mali I've never heard people being forced to be married married right like the times when people are like quote unquote forced to be married is like when someone got pregnant right and then like they have to get married to save face and all that stuff oh, that's right? right that's true that's true yeah that makes sense and then you know you skip to semi who's not having it at all because he hates this whole life of like pretending to be poor so he spent some money to like spruce up the apartment a bit <laughs> and then akib comes back and he's pissed that like the entire place looks like a five-star hotel <laughs> room. Jacuzzi. <laughs> Jacuzzi yeah, and everything. Nice TV, yeah, sound come on. Everything. Oh, my God. And then 
Akeem takes like this huge stack of money and he's like, come on, Akeem, do not take my pocket money. I was like, what? what? <laughs> That's your pocket money? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, so there's basically that. And then Semi has to go behind Akeem's back and he sends um, a letter to King Jaffe. <laughs> says, please kindly send... Um, he starts out with $600,000 as we are in dire need. <laughs> as we are in dire need. And then the lady is like, why not ask for a cool, cool meal? <laughs> and he's like, you don't think that'd be too much? Nah, and she's like, nah. nah. He's like, okay, make it $1 million. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. And then like, yeah. That so, just reminds me of uh, that joke that you hear about African parents. Right. There was this joke about like an African dad sending his son to like Dubai mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to study. And then he rolled back to his dad like, oh my God, here, it's so awesome. They send them like, you know, people drive Lamborghinis. <laughs> I have this, old, this guy that has like a golden Ferrari oh and everything. Like, and the son is just saying that it was awesome. And yeah. the dad writes back like, you know what? Here is $2 million. Go buy yourself two golden Ferraris. Stop embarrassing us. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that kind of, that just reminds me of like yeah. rich parents, you know. Yeah. And like, you know, even, even eventually too, when like the, guys when, slow flex. When, yeah. <laughs> when like Jaffe and like, you know, the queen, like when the whole like kingly entourage comes to America and they see Akeem's apartment, they're like, my son lived here. Like I, with that, I could identify with that a lot because I remember when my parents came here to mm. come visit me and they looked at my apartment and they were just like, this is where you live. Did they call yours a shack? My dad literally called by the shack. Called yours a shack. In front of my face. I was like, what the hell? Man? It's like, your shack. Yeah. Like, what? Your wow. shack. Yeah, I remember so mine. My, my, I think my dad called. What did my dad call mine? I can't. He called mine a shoebox. That's what he said. Whoa. Yeah, he's like, you live in a shoebox. And I was like, it's, it's a studio apartment. <laughs> it's not a shoebox. But, you know, well, just compared to, like, what we're used to living in back home, right? So it's like, it's... I guess there's that divide too in a way. Um, so I could identify with that too when like King Jaffe was kind of like, this is this is where my son, you know, and he's like, oh, I think your your son works at McDonald's. He's like, my son works? <laughs> <laughs> my son works. <laughs> works. Oh, don't forget at this point, Lisa is also, not Lisa, Patricia thinks that... Oh, Patricia thinks um, Sammy is, the, is prince the prince instead of, <laughs> instead of Akeem. And out of nowhere, she's like, oh, Akeem's nothing now. <laughs> I'm now also a gold digger. Oh, my goodness. That was pretty funny. Yeah. And then um, at this point, too, like Akeem and like Lisa are getting to know each other a little bit better because Akeem um, cheers her up about the whole like engagement thing and whatever after the party. So she's kind of getting into him a little bit. They go out for dinner. They kiss. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of nice. I I did like the sequence before the kiss where, um, Lisa's kind of like, "What about Patricia?" And then he's like, "I do not care about her." Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she's like, "What about Daryl?" She's like, "I do not care about him." <laughs> no one cares about Daryl. <laughs> okay, um, I know this is like it is the fun of the movie, but Loki. That's kind of like funny yeah. that this. Lisa and Loki just like stole her sister's love interest. Yeah, she did <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but she just said like, "Hey, I really like this guy." Lisa's like, <laughs> okay. "I'm gonna take him." Yeah, I'm gonna take him. <laughs> I'm gonna use my light goodness to take him from you. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that was so hilarious. And then, um, oh my god, I'm forgetting a very key scene. Oh yeah, right when when um, the king and like the queen go into the barber shop to look for Akeem. 
and then um, the old Jewish white guy like touches it. It's like, what is this velvet? <laughs> oh, touching the it's and lion. The, yeah, <laughs> the face of like disgust from James Earl Jones. <laughs> Just like, what am I doing with these people? <laughs> um, and then they all walk out, and then you know the barbershop guy goes, wait, wait, who go clean up all these flowers? <laughs> <laughs> they all like left because you still have the flower girls just throwing flowers everywhere. Um, yeah, and then eventually, you know, uh, King Jaffe goes over to Mr. McDowell's house and then, you know, opens up the whole, yeah, my son is the king. Sorry, my son is the prince type thing. And then everything just escalates at that point because Akeem and Lisa are out when that happens. Um, and then he also. Uh, punishes Semi for lying that he's the prince. Best punishment. And ever. his punishment is he will get bathed, cleaned mm-hmm. up, and live and be retained at the Waldorf Historia Hotel. <laughs> That's his punishment. <laughs> so, just amazing. Uh, and yeah, so eventually that happens. Uh, King Jaffe doesn't like initially approve of Lisa. Because she's poor. Because she, yeah, because yeah, she's poor. He, he considers her to be poor. Ew. And I remember even like a scene a beforehand class. where Lisa's Some dad. Peasants. <laughs> Lisa's dad tells Akeem. I don't um, approve of you because you're poor. Yeah, no, no, he's no. He's a goat herd. Oh, he was he's a goat, a goat herd. Yeah, yeah. A go- <laughs> I don't approve of Akeem because he's a goat herd. goat herd. <laughs> <laughs> and then as soon as Akeem t- turns out to be a prince, like, Akeem I lied so many times. He's he was got a, his own money. Yeah, the he's boy rich. has got his own money. <laughs> Oh my god! And then Lisa is just pissed when she hears that because she's like, "He lied to me the entire time." Um, but you know, love finds a way because he follows her on the train and is like, "I, you know, I love you." Um, and then you have the old lady who's like, "Come on, honey, give him a chance. <laughs> just give him a chance." <laughs> Uh, and then yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much the movie because oh comes no, then she she doesn't agree to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, walks off the train. He goes back to Africa to marry this girl, right? Yeah. And like, then, like, it's unveiled to still be, like, Lisa. Lisa. Lisa came to Africa to marry him. Which, Look, which kind of feels kind of rushed because, like, she, Lisa just said, like, you know what? I really love him. I'll go back to Africa. It's like, hey, he's actually marrying this random girl. <laughs> but we can swap y'all. <laughs> we can swap. <laughs> and he won't know. Okay, okay. Um, So, not my tribe, my cousin's tribe, right? Okay. Right? They have this tradition. Well, it's not a tradition, right? But, like, in the past, what they used to do is you'd have all the unmarried girls right. come to, like, the middle of the... Inside the, the house or the village, right? We covered in masks, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, the face is covered. And you'd have, like, this man who wants to get married, right? Right. And you'd have to choose a bride. Okay. So, you'd, like, randomly choose a bride. Mm-hmm. And, like, a mask. And, like, okay, this is your new bride, right? Right. But it's, like, this was in the past, Right. We still they still kind of do it now, but it's now more like a fun game. Wait, he just randomly chooses a wife, unmasked. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, he, he like a Russian a roulette of marriage. Yeah, it was like Russian roulette Russian of marriage. Right? God damn, <laughs> that, that was like in the past, right? Now it's kind of just more like uh, our engagement party. Oh, where right. it's like, oh, can this man find his his bride, like his fiance, right? That should be a real reality TV show. It is. I mean, there's a show on Netflix about it. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's isn't, like a new show that came isn't out. Isn't that the, 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 the box or something stupid like that? Yeah. I think it came out this weekend or yeah. something like that. Where b- people basically meet each other in social media and like get married after. No, they just be, can you get engaged in five days? Five in five days. Yeah, yeah. That's five. Yeah. Yeah. Five days to get engaged. Yeah. So like when my cousin did it, it was kind of funny because mm-hmm. she's tall. Right? right. And all my other cousins like pretty short. So like. 
she comes in and we all know who she is. Right. And like all my other cousins and this man is like, oh, I wonder which one is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we can all guess. <laughs> it's not going to be that hard. Oh, my goodness. Just the worst. It's kind of funny because like he was from, ironically, he was from America. Mm-hmm. Right. So like his first time in Malawi, right? Yeah. He's like learning all these random customs. And like he's seeing this and like, oh my god, just you kind of like fun. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Do we have things? I, we don't have anything like that in Nigeria. I don't think so. No. No. I mean, maybe in the north. Maybe anything's possible in the north. That's true. Anything's the That's thing true. is like you don't you don't really notice stuff until like you either get engaged to someone from another tribe or you know someone from another tribe yeah. makes- I know I know for us like tribal marriages are like huge mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there's so there's a lot of partying a lot of yams for some reason <laughs> too many yams because um, I remember when my aunt got married we had like an entire like room just full of yams and we just didn't know what to do with it yeah um, so we had that because I think Nigeria is more like of an agricultural like kind of centered nation right so like agriculture is a big thing especially with the tribes as well um yeah and then like i know for a fact too that inter like inter-tribal marriages were at some point like they weren't really like looked at as things that people liked necessarily it was kind of like looked at disapproved yeah of. it wasn't illegal but it was like disapproved yeah because like both my parents were from different tribes right my dad's Yoruba, my mom's robo but when they did get married, like there was a lot of like tension between like, well, my mom's my mom's family was pretty much okay with it, but my dad's family oh, had kind of had like some kind of you can't marry outside the tribe, you know, kind of deal to it. Um, but then you know everything changes when like the couple's doing well. So like if they're both making money mm. and living life comfortably, that is very true. Then like then as long as you're not if if you if you both look like you're you know pretty well off, then they're like okay we don't mind anymore. But then if you're if the couple like was struggling financially or whatever then it's like it's because you it, you married outside your tribe that's we why told this, you not to do all this it bad stuff is happening it. to you yeah. yeah but that was like a very superstitious like view of like africa at the time well right? yeah exactly it's like so. it's getting better now right because mm-hmm. like, even like now to this point like you know could you imagine like going <laughs> i wouldn't say going to africa but you could you imagine like your traditional marriage with like uh like someone who's not black you know you know, I mean? it yeah. happens. Now. Yeah, no, it happens now. Yeah, yeah, no, sure. like my cousin's wedding. I just explained he's, mm-hmm. the guy was white American. Yeah, so like a lot of people in my family have married people of different races, right? right. Mm-hmm. And like even if we've married people in different tribes. I guess like the general custom idea is like we follow both versions of like the thing, right? Right. So like my cousin had a Christian, you know, church kind of mm-hmm. that style of wedding in. America and then went back to Africa, did like the Malian style wedding. Right. So, like, for me, whoever my future wife is, right? Mm-hmm. If she's like of a different tribe, different race, right? Maybe we'll do the same thing, like, have one style wedding, like, here and then, like, and the different Malawi style, style like, when we go to Malawi. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like we were saying, it happens, but do you think people actually like it? That's the thing. I feel I like they still talk. Because, like, people I know, know. For sh- I know for a fact, you know, even like, a situation where even just dating someone who mm-hmm. is like you know who is Caucasian or whatever or like a different race there's already a sense of like oh you're only doing that because you're young though 
Yeah, you I mean, know, you're yeah. only doing that for now. But like, when you get serious about marriage, you know, you have to come back. And you like have to go whatever. back. People, but I don't, I don't agree with that. Like, people, I don't care. People but, are always going to talk, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, maybe I'm liking the sense that my family, like both sides, my dad's side and my mom's side, like right. super accepting, right? Mm-hmm. So like. I think I'm liking that sense, right? Right. Where there's no pressure for me to be like, I have to go marry a Chidumbuka girl. Right. Like, I don't have that pressure, right? Mm-hmm. I can marry pretty much anything, any kind of, like, race, culture, whatever, right? Right. And, like... Religion as well. Religion's a big one. That's a huge rid- one. Religion would probably be, like... Religion's a huge Religion would be more of a bigger problem than, I think, yeah. race Because I know in be. Nigeria, for a fact, your parents would rather have you marry outside your race than marry outside your religion. 100%. I think, I think religion yeah. would be a bigger thing than anything else, right? Right. But, like, yet again, it also just comes down to, like, I don't care about my extended family's approval. Well, no. Like, like I, I want my mom and dad to love who, uh, whoever I marry, right? Right. I want my immediate family to love whoever I marry, right? Mm-hmm. But this random auntie in Malawi who I probably only see, like, once every five or six years, right. I really kind of don't care if she approves or not. Well, yeah, no, I get that. It's just more the whole, like... Like, the thing is, from how I understand it, though, the pressure isn't on me. It's the pressure be would be on, like, your, your immediate family, like your parents, right? Because then... You'd have people telling your parents, oh, you didn't raise your son right because he went and married outside of this or whatever. Yeah. So the pressure is more, it, like, you're fine. The pressure it's is on your parents. parents. Yeah. I guess, uh, yet again, I'm also lucky in the fact that my parents are kind of a big deal in our family. No, even that. Even like, no, no, my even parents, that, no, even that's that, the difference the in like, cultures, right? The difference in cultures. My parents are pretty big, too. But they're pretty big, if right? I, like, if I say married someone who, I'm not, like, super religious, but if I married... Someone who is like you know Muslim, for like, instance, mm-hmm. like Muslim. My, pa- like my parents will not have it at all because it's like you're like tainting the face of your family. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're like messing you're tainting up. your like your family's name, your yeah. image, or whatever. Or like all that stuff. Right. I think for me, it's like with my parents. Like I don't think they'll get the pressure from outside, like from my aunties and uncles. Like yes, like my aunties and uncles will say stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But like because of how much my parents do for the family, mm-hmm. they can't really say a lot without insulting. That's or insane something, right? Because, like, I think the best oh, example... Yeah, I, yeah that, that, I was going to say, like, my, my family helps out extended family a lot, like, too, like, Exactly. that doesn't stop extended that family stop from them. saying no. whatever's like, on extended their Extended family mind. will still yeah. say stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But they, it's, like, there's a line where they can't cross. I think the best example is less... Well, yeah, because ultimately, like, it's, it's, like, your decision. It's my decision, right? Yeah. It's uh, just, it doesn't mean they'd be happy with it. That's the thing. It, that's the thing. Right? And I don't care if my aunties and uncles are happy well, or yeah, not. Well, so, yeah, that's the whole, approval. like, pressure. Yeah, that's right? the pressure. Yeah. The best example is last year, me and my South Mexican family got into a huge argument, right? Mm-hmm. And it was really big. And I, they were complaining to my dad. And my dad was like, no, you're wrong. Uchi's right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you for actually taking my side. Because, right. like, the, logically, the African, like, elder thing is that the elders are always right. That's, <laughs> yeah, because I, I know there's a saying, in that, like, what the elders see sitting down, like, the younger person can't see even if they, like, climb a tree or yeah. something. Yeah. It's so like, for me, I was, like, <laughs> just so happy that my dad took my side. Because, like, at the end of the day, I just felt like, I'm not going to say what the argument was about, right? Right. I've kind of gone over it now, sort of. But, like, the fact that my dad was like, you're right. What mm. they did wasn't okay. Right. is a big deal. Yeah, I get that. I, like, and that's, like, I'm I'm happy that you grew up like that. Yeah. The way I grew up, it was more like, even if the person who's older is wrong, 
respect them. You should still, you still shouldn't tell them that they're wrong. Yeah. You know, like you're not allowed to because it's seen as disrespectful if you do that. Yeah, like I get and, that. And like, yeah, I, I get it to a, to a point, to, to an extent. And that's where like the whole like cultural values of respect or whatever come into play as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for a fact too, however, like whenever like I, whenever I date outside of my race or whatever, my, like my mom especially, she's completely fine with it. Mm-hmm. But whenever there's extended family involved, it's like that's it's more like my mom's like if, if if they ask you who you're dating, whatever, just nod and say yeah, it's a black person because wow. you want to avoid that drama. It's like, but then why your mom saying like it's not worth the drama? Yeah, yeah so she's just saying just just you know lie to them if you have to and just be like yeah, you know I I know I understand blah blah blah. But then after they're gone, do your own thing. So. I think like what your mom's trying to say is that. Right now you're just dating. It's not like something serious. Serious, right? exactly. So, cause like you have to be prepared for when, like, if you get married to a white girl, mm-hmm. cause that's when a lot of the questions and scrutiny is gonna come from the extended family. Mm-hmm. And like, what your mom's trying to do is say like, all that extreme scrutiny is gonna happen at once. Right. I don't want you to just go through it every single time. Mm-hmm. You, you say, like, oh, I'm dating this white girl. If you're listening, I'm probably gonna propose tomorrow. I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I'm not proposing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I only said that so if she listens, she'll hear that. But anyways, continue. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've went, we've gone past the movie thing, and now we're just talking about like, dating in general. <laughs> like I only said that to mess with her. So, yeah. So okay. Let's good. start wrapping this up. Yeah. The end. Okay. So <laughs> we definitely went off track. Um, so here at Northern Critic, we review our movies based on a coordinate scale. So north means good writing. South means bad writing. Right. East means good cinematography, style, casting, everything else. And West is bad cinematography, style, casting, all that stuff, too. So let's start with our guest depot. What do you think? I mean, for the writing and plot, it's pretty simple plot. Yeah. You know, guy wants a girl that respects him, is rich, the prince, popper thin. Yeah. And I give that part. For some of the writing, the subtleties... And the way characters are portrayed, you right. know, like we're talking about the whole colorism thing. Mm-hmm. They could have worked a bit better on that, you know, portraying Africa a bit differently. Right. Yeah. Uh, cinematography. So for that writing, I give it Nord. I would say Nord. Nord, Just okay. because it's a comedy, mo- comedic movie. Right. You just want to get to the, you want the plot to flow, but mm-hmm. you don't really want to think too much. Right. Uh, but in terms of cinematography, casting, Cast it was pretty good. I mean, yeah, can't really argue with the mm-hmm. casting. Yeah, the casting was James Earl Jones killed it. You yeah. know, Ed Murphy killed it. My uh, son works. Yeah. <laughs> I wish my dad said that. <laughs> but, oh, in, but in terms of cinematography, I mean, that's that's not much. Mm-hmm. The only objection I have is in the beginning. It's clearly a painting. Yeah, you did say yeah, that when that's they true. when they show the panning the, into yeah. Zamunda. Yeah. yeah, but 1988. Maybe they could have gotten away with it. Yeah, it is nineteen eighty. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So in in general, I would give it. I mean, the style didn't get in the way too much. You know, right. they didn't they weren't trying to do anything absurd. Mm-hmm. You know, the comedy over. didn't go overboard. Yeah, yeah. So in general, I give it good writing too. Yeah. I'm sorry, good uh, cinematography too. Yeah. Good casting. Like it was a pretty good movie. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, Uchi. All right, so you have to get more bias. Like mm. after all this complaints I had about this movie, I still love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, writing, it's plot, not that complicated. Like people said, yeah, very basic. 
1980. I'm not expecting anything groundbreaking from that time period. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll give it a slight north. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's not... It is a very memorable movie, but then maybe it's memorable because I've watched it like six times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cinematography, acting, cast, everything else really well done. Yeah. I could complain to death about like the light skinness versus the dark skinness, <laughs> but then yet again, this is also from like the 1980s. 1988, yeah. <laughs> which is like a weird thing that we can argue about, right? Right. Because do you dock movie points from the time period it's set in? Because this could have been the norms in the 1980s. Do you dock points and just, or do you just accept the time period? Well, just overall, because like I feel like even though there was that colorism factor, oh, as like for for the ni- for nineteen eighty eight especially, it was very rare to see a movie of this caliber be ma- like a majority black exactly, cast, right? Mm-hmm. Have like this much recognition, yeah, in like in general, in to general. Begin with. So yeah. that's why I'm saying. So it's like for at that time, colorism was like less of a problem. A thing, right? Yeah, it's a more bigger a problem. Now. Was more having black people on, on the screen, screen. Yeah. yeah. So like. If if the movie came out like today and had these and I talked about these problems, well, yeah, yeah, lose a lot of yeah, points, would lose right? points today for but sure. But like now, but looking back, I can probably give it a pass, right? Because mm-hmm. like it's not like it did anything horrendous, right, or, or bad, right? Yeah, so, and it, it didn't really go out of its way to like offend anyone or anything mm-hmm. like yeah. that. Like it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty well done actually. So like for that reason, except I'll, maybe like African women, but yes, yeah, so they're hating on African women, mm-hmm. like which I do take. We all take personal yeah. offense too because we're all African. Mm-hmm. But the queen wasn't so bad in this. The queen wasn't his so mom bad. was great. His yeah, mom was really good. His mom was great, and he listened to her. The king listened to her. Yes, yeah. so, that's actually true. So, the king did listen to. I mean, he to might her. have been saying all this stuff, but in general, I feel like she had power over him. Over him, yeah, like you yeah. know, regular mm-hmm. queen the, power. They yeah. had like a good, bad. They had a good relationship. But yeah, it was realistic. That's true. Yeah. I will give this that part like an E. So end of the movie day, this movie is a northeast for me. Northeast, I yeah. Feel like this is like the first movie where everyone is like northeast. <laughs> um, yeah, I love this movie too. Uh, good writing. Um, the writing could have maybe been better if uh, the end was fleshed out a little bit. So that's why I go like slightly north because I would have gone fully north if like the whole like Lisa making up her mind and decision. If we got like a little bit more with that. And like, yeah, I think what would have worked is if they had shown the king or the queen or both of them going to, to talk to yeah, Lisa. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because we just saw like, oh, she's back. Okay. Like, yeah, but we don't know like what changed her like mind or anything. Like, why yeah. and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So there was that too. But again, it's 1988. So like they probably didn't think that much into it. Um, and then, yeah, uh, c- casting and cinema. Casting was amazing, actually. Cinematography was good. I did love how Eddie Murphy was able to play multiple characters in the movie, which was great. And each character was so like, I mean, they all talked a lot, but it was like, they were still kind of different in a way, right? You had sexual chocolate dude, you had the barbershop dude, (laughs) Um, you had Arsenio playing one of the other uh, suitors. So it was pretty well done too as well. So Northeast from me, pretty Uh much as well. Um, Yeah, do you have anything you wanna plug? Plug? Anything you wanna plug? All right. so. This is something new that we're trying out for the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Came up with this idea a couple of days ago. Um, the idea is like every, maybe every podcast, maybe not, depending like if we have recommendations or not. I'm going to throw out a random recommendation or like a TV show, movie, video game, book, like anything in general that you think people like want to check out or watch, right? Right. So since I came up with the idea, I figured I'll go first. So for my random recommendation... It's probably one of my favorite TV shows of all time, uh, Orphan Black. 
Orphan Black. Yeah. Oh, the British sci-fi. Yeah, or the British sci-fi yeah. one. Yeah, I, I think Canadian. It's Canadian? Yeah. So oh, okay. Orphan Black. Orphan Black. Orphan Black is a sci-fi series starring Titania Manzlani, Jordan Garvis, Kevin Hanchard, and Maria Dolo Kennedy. And a short like synopsis is when our protagonist Sarah Manning watches the suicide of a girl who looks exactly like her, she steals her identity and falls down a rabbit hole of conspiracy, shady corporations and more. And throughout the series we explores ideas about what makes us human, identity, the self, morals and ethics. Okay. A very good show. Highly recommend watching it. Probably the best thing about the show is the tiny man's landing. Like, just trust me, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. (laughs) All right. So you heard that here first. If you want to check out Orphan Black, please do. Um, You can also rate and review us on iTunes. It's also and also say things about Orphan Black during like on the reviews, too, if you want to. Anyways, Um, on iTunes, we are on Spotify as well. So if you're listening to us on Spotify, please remember to subscribe. Um, if you have friends who have iPhones, tell them about us. They can review us. You can review us with their iPhones, whatever you want to do. Um, and yeah, just keep that. Keep so you can uh, at least uh, keep yourself updated with the episodes that we have coming out every week. Um, next week, we do we know what we're reviewing next week? I think we're doing into no. Oh, I lost. I lost my body. Yes, next week we are doing. I lost my body. Yeah. It's on Netflix. I'm going to be so excited for that one because that's like one of my favorite movies. Unfortunately, no Michael again next week, which sucks, but he'll be back soon. Hopefully. He'll be back. Oh, yeah, for sure. And yeah, hopefully we'll have um, an, another guest as well next week. Um, so yeah, we'll just keep that ball rolling at least till Michael gets back. So yeah, keep it all. Um, you can follow us at Northern Critic UMFM on Instagram. Um, again, that's at Northern Critic UMFM on Instagram. You can also send us emails uh, at Northern Critic. Northern Critic at yahoo.com. Jeez, keep forgetting that. Um, I didn't even know we had an email. (laughs) Yeah, we do have an email. Northern Critic at yahoo.com. So we're over there too. So there's multiple avenues that you can contact us, really. Um, So yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, Go see Coming to America for Black History Month if you haven't. Or if you have, you know, you can always rewatch it again. And yeah. Uh, Depot, do you have any shout outs? You're good. No, I'm good. They're Thank good. you for having me. Yeah, no worries. Anytime. All right. Well, we will catch you later. Bye. 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 Bye.